It's game day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, and I'm joined here by my co-host, The Zoobs. What's going on, buddy? You getting ready for tonight's matchup against the Washington Capitals? It's another opportunity to turn this thing around one more time. We've been up, we've been down, we've been in the ditch, we've been in the stars. Uh, it's one more <laughs> chance to, to get things back on the right on the right foot. Uh, one of the big news items of the week and of the day, actually, that we're going to spend some time talking about in just a moment, the return of Travis Dermott. The, uh, I guess this would be, what, his third year, technically, in the league. Uh, so Dermott making his return tonight. He's going to be on a pairing with Justin Hall. Uh, so we'll obviously chat about that a little bit more in depth in just a moment. We're going to tee up the Washington game later tonight. And then what we're going to do is... Going to play some more cosine, no sign, but we're going to do a little differently today than we've done in the past. Usually we kind of do it about the Maple Leafs, which makes sense because we are, first and foremost, the Maple Leafs podcast. Mm -hmm. But no, today we're actually going to spend some time going around the league. So we're going to do some league-wide cosine, no sign. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It'll give us a chance to kind of see what's going on elsewhere, uh, not just here in Toronto. But first, as mentioned... Let's talk about the return of Travis Dermott. How excited are you, and do you think this is going to be a big boost to this club? Well, it's going to have to be. This is, this is, you know, I think we've both sort of have not made excuses, but we've been willing to say, okay, they're missing, they're missing some important pieces here. Travis Dermott uh, slowly but surely earned his way into this lineup. He played 64 games last year. Uh, I think he's somebody that, Really what we're looking for out of Travis Dermott is stability. I think that's the key. Just somebody that you don't have to be worried about because as much as you may be high on uh, Gravel or even Hall, uh, they're both borderline guys. I think Dermott, over the last two years, established himself as, as somebody that um, is an NHL player and is an NHL regular. And, you know, I'm not holding my breath on this happening, but there's a chance he's just good enough to encourage Mike Babcock to maybe shake up the <laughs> defensive pairings. We talked about um, Riley being not having a great start, uh, Tyson Berry going through a bit of a rough patch. There's the opportunity here to, um, you know, maybe maybe pair up Riley and Barry, or maybe pair up Riley and Muzzin, or Riley and Dermot, or CeCe and, you know, there's, there's the opportunity here now that there are four guys that are legitimate NHL defensemen that we, it doesn't have to be so rigid. I'm not going to hold my breath on that happening, but Dermot's return at least gives me optimism that that is a possibility. Definitely, and it's something that I think we kind of want to see as a fan base, the the struggles from this defensive corps and from really the whole team defensively in the D, in the D zone has been one of the things that everyone, you know, that we all keep clamoring on. Like, they're just playing so poorly. Then A little shakeup might be what they need, and bringing in a guy like Dermot gives them this opportunity to kind of shake things up a little bit. That being said, I think he's going to start alongside Justin Hull on the third pairing on the left side. Now, what's good about Dermot is the fact that he does feel comfortable and can play his offhand on the right side, which allows him to be able to go up and down the lineup on either side, whether it's the left or it's the right or whatever, which means, you know, 
One of the questions that I was going to ask you was how long until you, we hear the Riley Dermott pairing suggestion, but you are already said, day let's, one. let's get it. Let's give it to us, Babs. Come on, give it to us day one. We don't, we're done with Riley. Let's just get Dermott up there right away. But realistically, I think coming off of an injury, happened not uh, not been playing um, yet, didn't have a, a proper offseason, didn't have a proper training regimen. I do think that it's going to take him a few games to get back up to speed. Um, so I wouldn't expect for that to happen right away. But I wouldn't be surprised if by maybe American Thanksgiving that we see Dermot up into the top four, whether it's with paired up with Riley or Muzzin on, on the offside. I think we've seen, uh, I personally have seen just about enough of Cody CC as a 20-minute game guy. I think that's not crazy. I'm just, you know, there's also, we don't need to, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit. You're right that it is probably a, a further down the line sort of thing. But, um, you know, you got to give him time to get up to speed and to and to catch up. Uh, and to be a part of uh, NHL game speed because it's not uh, an easy jump, as we've seen many guys sort of need that couple of games. I'm willing to give him that, but I think this is somebody that, you know, when you talk about going from the, the, the first year to the second year to the third year, I expect him to be uh, using this season to make a case as a top four guy by the time we are rounding into playoff time. Let's hope because realistically, I think everybody's kind of They've kind of had it with CC. Totally. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think goodness. if if, if Dermot can push CC out of the lineup or at least down all the way, uh, not so so that he's not playing 20 minutes a night, I think that's a that'd be, that'd be a win. Great. That'd be great. <laughs> that'd be a win. That'd definitely be a win for fans. Um, what are your expectations of Dermot though? Like I know we're saying that he could slide up into the top four, but as far as expectations go. You know, where do you think he'll, like, at the end of the season, what are we going to say? Is Dermot uh, a top-pairing defenseman? Is he going to fit there? Is he a top-four guy? Is he a guy that we are just kind of putting up there but really del- uh, belongs on the third pairing? Like, what are your expectations of this kid? I think he's probably, in reality, uh, a middle-pairing guy. That seems, you know, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, we really haven't seen him uh, uh paired up with a great defenseman yet. The, the majority of his minutes that he played last year were he played with Ozhiganov, he played with Roman Polak, he played with Connor Carrick. Um, so he really hasn't had the, sh- the chance to really play with a higher-end level of talent. I believe he has the puck-moving ability and the ability to play in both ends to fit in against uh, beside whoever he needs to fit in beside. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I think he's stealing his out probably as a... As a fourth, maybe a luxury fifth guy. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think top billing, top pairing is in his future. But I, I sort of view him as a stabilizing force, and and moving somebody like Kevin Gravel out of the lineup alone uh, has a lot of value. Not that you know we're down on Gravel, but he's he's a he's a fringe guy, and and that spot uh, should be Dermot's to lose, not the other way around. Um, speaking of Kevin Gravel, now we don't know exactly who the Leafs are going to be sending down to the minors uh, after they officially um, bring Dermot off of IR and activate him. They're going to have to send somebody down. We're assuming that it'll be one of Merchant or Gravel, and if that's the case, probably end up being Kevin Gravel, uh, which I don't think is a major loss. But anyways, just want to kind of toss that out there. 
but something that I do find interesting is just kind of talking about this. He's going to be starting on a line with Justin Hall. And real quick, I wanted to kind of touch on, I don't want to say, like Justin Hall, I think he's surprising a lot of people, including myself, and more importantly, Babcock. This is somebody who was in the doghouse for all of last season. Uh, I think he played just 11 games last year, and he's already up to that now or pretty close to it this season. Uh, Justin Hall, is he somebody who has surprised you as well this season? I think he has shown what we'd hoped he's shown in in that he can he can hang as a bottom pair guy. He's somebody that when you have the right matchups, um, you know, he's somebody that isn't going to cost you, and that's really all you're asking out of, out of this back line. I don't think that's too crazy to say. Um, he's looked good with the puck. He's made smart decisions uh, as a passer and as a playmaker, so um, that's been the eye-opener for me. He's He's been a better puck handler uh, than I ever expected and makes some intelligent plays in, in that end of the ice, and, and that's something that I didn't expect from him. I sort of thought... You know, as you mentioned, he's sort of a low expectations. Whatever you get that isn't totally debilitating is a, is a win, and he's been uh, just a notch above that. I don't want to go crazy and overrate him, but um, you know, he's he's played well enough to earn uh, sticking in the lineup. And for a back end that we came into the season a little unsure about, and and have had fits and starts, we weren't quite sure how it was going to shake out. It's been it's been a nice surprise to see him. Uh, really solidify himself as the sixth defenseman. It would be interesting to see kind of what happens if they do end up either putting uh, putting Dermot on the right side, which would essentially, or you would think or hope that that would slide CC down the the uh, down the lineup card a little bit, and potentially even off of it when it comes down to it, they're going to have to make a decision. CC or Justin Hull, who would you want as your third pair right? third pairing right shot defenseman yeah i don't know i don't, I don't know who you would use i i, I think <laughs> i mean rasmus sandin in, right in, in a perfect world if if you could move cc's contract and get rid of that that would help this team so much because with dermot coming back because he makes so little because he's still on his his rookie deal if i'm not mistaken um he or at least he's still making like under a million dollars he isn't going to affect the team's cap right now. But when mm-hmm. Hyman gets back and that cap hit is going to force this, we kind of talked about it last week a little bit, and we'll talk about it more when Hyman does come back. But, you know, if they can somehow move CeCe's contract and that $4.5 million cap hit, that would really give this team some more flexibility. So if a guy like Dermot can prove that he can play in the top four on the right side, then I think that that gives his team the opportunity to try and move CC, move that cap hit, and try and give them a little bit of breathing breathing room um, on the roster. Uh, all right, coming up next, we're going to chat about the game against the Washington Capitals tonight, and then in a little bit, play some more Cosign No Sign. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike Stefano alongside the Zoobs. Leafs are hosting the Washington Capitals tonight. Another home game. And this time, they're going to be well-rested. Last mm-hmm. time they played each other, it was A, in Washington, B, on night two of back-to-back, and C, that means that Michael Hutchinson was in net. And it was a 4-3 loss. This 
time around. They're a well-rested team, couple of days off. They got their starter, Anderson, in net, and it's at home. A lot more going for them. Uh, what are your thoughts on tonight's game? going to be a tough one. I know that, that we, you just laid out very, very strongly um, that he is, that they're you know in better shape than normal, um, but Washington is a tough team. They're off to a great start. They're on top of their division. Uh, and Alex Ovechkin, again, in his career, like, is unbelievable against the Maple Leafs. Um, I think 69 points in 49 games, like just silly numbers. Um, and usually in Toronto also plays very well. So it's a it's difficult. It's going to be a difficult game. I think they have they have talent to match. Their top two lines are off to a really good start. It's going to be another one where the depth will be tested, especially without Tavares and with Dermott making his debut. It's going to be a test right away. Um, you know, th- they can also, as we talked about on yesterday's show, they can bring the body. Tom Wilson has a history of scoring against the Maple Leafs and, and causing trouble against the Maple Leafs. The old, the old, uh, grew up near, nearby sort of connection where you're, you're from around here. So you dominate the Maple Leafs. Um, so it's troubling, but I, I do believe that there's going to be a bit of a lift in having Dermot back. And I think, uh, playing in front of Anderson gives them confidence. I, I'm cautiously optimistic, I'll say that. No, me too. I think that, you know, this is a different kind of scenario than they were a couple of weeks ago when they played the first time this year. Uh, and, you know, they played pretty well. Uh, like, they, they were kept in it kind of the whole way and really like a one-goal game. It wasn't even like it was that it was that bad of a game, and that was coming on off of a back-to-back. So, I do like the way that this team matches up against uh, against the Capitals. And for me, one of the things that I'm kind of curious about, uh, and you kind of touched on the fact that John Tavares is out. And it's something that I've been thinking about. And I think tonight's game would be a good opportunity to kind of deploy this idea. And I know that the Leafs have flirted with it because they've practiced it. But what do you think of maybe the Leafs make an adjustment to their power play and having two defensemen at the points, obviously being Riley and Tyson Berry. Because, you know, since Tavares, in Tavares' absence, the Leafs are just one for 13 as less than 8% uh, since Tavares has left. So it's kind of might give them an opportunity to change up the power play a little bit, give them a little bit of a different look, because I think that right now, they're just, it's stale, and teams know exactly what they're trying to do, and they're taking away those opportunities. Give them a new look, and maybe you'll be able to to get yourself a, a power play goal or two and get yourself uh, a better chance of winning this game. Yeah, I think if we learn anything, um, just the way the league works and, and the way that things work is you have to constantly be changing and tinkering, and you get enough film, teams are going figure to figure you out. I think it's funny how um, we sort of come around it. It's sort of... It took a long time for some teams to even get to playing four forwards, and the whole league now basically plays a 1-3-1 uh, on the power play. I don't hate that idea, especially with adding uh, Dermot. If you needed to give that unit a bit of a rest, you have another guy capable back there of playing a PP2. Um, and I think it's a nice it's a nice idea to get Barry going because he has struggled a little bit and hasn't He's been in a right. bit of a scoring slump, as you mentioned. Uh, I think we might see it. I think we might see it tonight, especially if they go, say, 0 for 2 in the first two. I think there's a good chance of that. And the term 
Dwinger was kind of coined by, I believe it was coined by Darren Drager of TSN when uh, when the trade first went down and there he was just kind of telling Leaf fans what to expect in Tyson Berry. They're like, he's a Dwinger, a defenseman <laughs> who kind of plays like a winger. So if you can have that type of player who likes to play up in the offensive zone, but you also, you know, he can play, uh, he, he's comfortable playing along the blue line, you know, why not give that a try? And I think the fact that Tavares is injured and they kind of, instead of moving Willie in there, they can kind of just change things up a little bit and try something new. It kind of gives them a built-in excuse to try something new, considering mm-hmm. that they are struggling too. So I'd be curious. But if we know Babcock, he does not like to be creative. And uh, I'm not sure if he, if he feels the same way that we do. No. But, I, you know, no. I, I'm just on board. I'm on board with trying new things. Uh, and this lineup gives you a little bit more flexibility, so uh, I think I think it's worth uh, giving a shot if if things don't start off well, if they, if they start out um, a little slow as they have in the last little bit. I think that's one of that's an easy small fix to uh, possibly make quite a difference. Um, something that the Leafs are going to have to be weary about: John Carlson. This guy turned into Bobby Orr over the offseason. <laughs> I'm not sure if you know that. I did. A 29-year-old defenseman, John Carlson, up until Sunday night, was leading the league with 21 points. Leading the league as a defenseman. Incredible. Like, legitimately, there was three names. I forget what it, I think it was through the first 10 games of a season. There were three names in, in, in for defensemen who had 18 or more points. And it was Bobby Orr, I think Paul Coffey, and uh, and then the third one to to accomplish that feat, John Carlson, this season, which is absolutely mind blowing when you think about how long the NHL has been in existence, how much scoring there was back in the seventies and eighties and beyond, mm-hmm. compared to now. Like, if you do like some adjust, some era adjusted stats. Like these are probably next level. Yeah. No. Absolutely. He and he fits in beautifully with what they do, and he's been there now that he he understands everything, uh, what to expect that, uh, very well. I think Carlson is definitely a huge threat, but but the rest of the blue line is not. So there's there's room here, like Dmitry Orlov, Radko Gudas, uh, Siegenthaler, Nick Jensen, Michael Kempney. Like there's those guys are beatable. So if you can get you can keep the top line and avoid too much damage from Carlson. Uh, there's, there's points to be had in this one. Uh, what are your three keys to this game? Uh, number one, need to bounce back from the top line. Need, need Matthews or Marner. I mean, we say this a lot, but those guys have got to be the best guys. Uh, and I think, I think the, the challenge of having Ovechkin in town is, is a nice reason to raise the game. So I think, uh, I think Austin Matthews needs to be needs to be Austin Matthews. 100%. And kind of going off that too, not only do they need to get going offensively, but once again, you know, they got to start playing much better in their own end. And that starts from the top and it's going to trickle all the way down. I think I saw like you look at the amount of defensive zone faceoffs that the top 6 is taking right now for the Maple Leafs. It's not very many. Like, 
you look and it's pretty much back when Kerfoot was playing, he was taking a lot of defensives when he was on the third line. He was taking a lot of D-zone face-offs. Right now it's Freddie Gauthier and whatever, either Shore or Jason Spezza. Those are the guys who are taking all the D-zone face-offs. The problem with that is if you don't win the face-off, it's very hard for those players to get the puck back and transition up the ice, which is a big reason also why I think this team has been kind of uh, they just they've been allowing a lot of shots on goal and they've been allow, allowing a lot of goals. I think that it could be a reason for it that just the, the, and it all starts at the face off, right? And yeah. once that's that's like just <coughs> sorry about that. Um, they just got to play better in their in their own defensive zone. That's it. That's all. Absolutely right. <laughs> uh, third key. Third key. Special teams, you talked about the need to maybe change that up. Um, you know, we, we talked at the beginning of the year and after the first few games when it was very, very good, uh, how much leeway that buys them and how much that helps them. Uh, that has to come back. That has to be a thing that they take advantage of once more this year. It's got to be A1 is taking advantage of maybe, um, you know, someone like, Tom Wilson running around and getting into trouble or, or someone at the bottom of this uh, Capitals lineup that, that shouldn't be able to hang with the best of the best in the Maple Leafs, drawing penalties and taking advantage on the power play. That's been something that the last couple games they've really gotten away from and, and really haven't uh, done well at all. And, and it's no surprise that those have been some lackluster games. So taking advantage of the man advantage. All right. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more on that one. Uh, predictions. I'm going to make a prediction that the Leafs come out with a victory. I yes. think they're going to win this one. Uh, I think a couple of days off allow them to clear their head. And as you mentioned before, I think they're going to get a big boost from the return of Travis Dermott. I'm going to go 4-2 Leafs win. I'm going to go uh, a repeat of... The last time these two teams played with the winning team reverse, it'll be four three Maple Leafs. All right, sounds good. Those are our predictions for this one. Enjoy the game, folks. Uh, coming up on segment three, we'll play some cosine no sign. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast once again. Mike DiStefano alongside the Zoobs. Cosign, no sign. The way this game works is I'm going to make a statement. If you agree, you cosign. If you disagree, you no sign, and then vice versa. So uh, I believe I started last week, so I'll allow you to start this week. What is your first cosign, no sign for me? Cosign, no sign. One of the Canucks or Oilers will make the playoffs. Ooh. I'm going to cosign that. I'm going to co-sign it, and I believe one of them are going to make the playoffs. I'm not sure which one, but <laughs> like, like as weird as it is to say, I think one of them will make it, but it's going to be at the cost of the other team. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I think it's going to end up being like either the last divisional spot or it's going to be the last wild card spot, and then the other team's going to be on the outside looking in. If I were to guess right now, obviously Edmonton looks pretty good considering that they're at the top of the division. But I'm a big fan of what Vancouver's built. Uh, I, I like their team. I like the additions that they made. So I, I'm going to go with Vancouver 
if I have to answer, but technically I guess I don't because it just said one of. <laughs> so I'll co-sign and then not have to make a decision. But if I were to, I think Vancouver's got a better shot than Edmonton. Okay. All right. What are your thoughts on that one? Who do you think? Do you think one of them will make it? No. <laughs> really? You hater. Yeah, that's right. I hate those teams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, question for you, and I'm sure you hate this guy as well, but <laughs> co-sign, no sign. David Pasternak will win the Art Ross Trophy this season. Oh, that is a good one. Man. Oh, geez. Uh, let's take a look. Where is where is he right now? Let's take a look. See, he is first in the NHL with twenty three points in eleven games. Eleven. That's absurd. You know, I think he's on pace for like one hundred and seventy five points. I think he might just do it. Uh, that line has been out of sight so far, uh, and I don't know that there's an answer for them. Um, you know, it's hard to bet against McDavid ever. That's another one where it's like. You know, if it's not, if it's if not my David, who is it? Um, but John Carlson's right there. But no, I, I, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign on that. I think the, I think Boston has uh, all the tools for that to happen. Um, I will co-sign. David Pasternak wins the Art Ross. All right. Do you hate Pasternak? I do not. I do not. Really? Thought begrudging, you would. Re- begrudging respect. I hate the Bruins, so <laughs> by proxy, I hate Pasternak. That, that makes sense. Okay, uh, number two, go. Co- uh, co-sign, no sign. Taylor Hall will not finish the season as a New Jersey Devil. <laughs> that was my third one. <laughs> Sorry, we should have planned these. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll think of an. Uh, I'll think a new one. Uh, so Taylor Hall will not be a Devil. Correct. Mine technically is opposite. It says it still will be. Anyways. Well. Um, Okay. <laughs> Taylor Hall will not be a devil. I. Ah, man. I don't know. Like, I'm so on the fence with this one. Just because I think I like what they're doing over there. They got Jack Hughes in the mix. They got a couple of good prospects. They went out, they picked up P.K. Subban. They just signed uh, Nico Heischer long-term. So I think the future is is bright if they can get some goaltending. And they do have a lot of cap, and they can afford to sign him. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of teams I don't think can. He has to want to. So And I think they want to. So I'm going to co-sign it. I, I, no. You're going to no-sign no sign it. I think that he will still be a devil okay. next year. I think they'll re-sign him. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Since I technically had that also as a question. I think he'll stick. I think I think you may as well see this out. They made a lot of changes. I know that they're really struggling out of the gate, but you know, Jack Hughes is still getting his feet wet. Nico Heischer, as you said. Um, these are top end talents. These are top picks. Subban is still getting used to it. Um, there's some gelling that has to happen, but the names on paper, you know, it should be enough. They have at least showed him that they're willing to make moves to put talent around him, and that's a big part of the battle for some of these guys. I, I think there's a good chance 
he he sees that and and decides it. it's it's enough to stick around and at the very least see where it goes. All right, so I'm going to change mine now, and okay. it's gonna it might it might have something to also do with the devils though, depending how you answer it. Cosine no sign. At least one coach will be fired by American Thanksgiving. Ooh, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think so. I think there are a lot of under, underperforming teams right now. The the Sharks, the Kings, the Wild, uh, the Stars. There are a lot of teams, um, you know, that aren't where they expect to be. The Devils, you can count them among them. I think, I think there's a good chance one of those teams, especially in the Western Conference, uh, that had high expectations that are not seeing their returns. I think there's a chance one of those teams uh, makes a move early. So, yeah, I'm going to co-sign. All right. Who do you, do you have a, an inkling at who might be first out the door? Um, You know, let's go with Bruce Boudreaux of the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, I think he as well is one foot out the door at this point. Minnesota Wild are uh, really bad, by the way. (laughs) Yes, they are terrible. Absolutely terrible. That being said, they've kind of had a tough schedule as well. I think seven of their first 11 games were out on the road, and a lot of it, they had to come out east. So that's... That's kind of tough too when you think about like the, just their schedule in, in general, but at the same time they are a bad team. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and we noticed we witnessed it firsthand when they lost to Toronto. So, yeah, I think I think Bruce Boudreaux in Minnesota, and then probably John Hines in Jersey, and you know, I, Dallas might be in. Tr- I'm not ready to go there yet, but yeah. they could be. I think I this is the, they're a team that's kind of underachieving here. So maybe Pete DeBoer, like if San Jose doesn't get it going, I don't know. There's but a yeah, lot I, in the West. I definitely agree. At least one, at least one, if not two, I think will be gone by then. All right, uh, what is your third one? Third one, uh, not to be a little too close to my other two, but. Uh, Cosine, no sign. The Arizona Coyotes make the playoffs. 7-3-1 right now. Hmm. Let me see what everyone else is doing, though. I gotta Phil, take a look at the... Div- Phil Kessel. Yeah, Phil the Thrill. Not being a thrill for my fantasy team, Kessel. They're two points behind the Oilers. They're <laughs> a point behind the Golden Knights. They're third in the Pacific. 7-3-1. and one. I'm going to... Now, I'm going to no-sign it because if I have one of Vancouver and Edmonton making it in, then I don't think Arizona can make it in either. I think it's going to be one of those three because I think Vegas is a lock. I think Calgary is a lock. I do think San Jose is going to dig themselves out of it. They're a lock to probably win the Pacific Division. And then from whoa. there, it's... Whoa. I, whoa. What? The Sharks are a lock to win the division. No, not to win. To, sorry, to get a divisional spot. To lock okay. up like a top three Woo. divisional spot. Heater. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I'm, not, I'm not making that that big of a, a claim there. But I think that they they should be able to turn it around and, and lock up a divisional spot. 
And then on the other side, I think Colorado, Nashville, and St. Louis, they might be able to win. uh, Winnipeg, they're doing pretty good. Dallas, if they can turn it around, like, there's just, it's going to be such a dogfight, and Arizona seems to always, always blunder at the worst time. So, uh, I don't know. Now that I'm kind of looking at it, they might be able to make it. Hmm. I'm going to no sign it. No. Okay. No sign. All right. I kind of have a very similar question for you. Okay. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko out the next five months for St. Louis after undergoing shoulder surgery. This will cripple the Blues, and they will miss the playoffs. Would you believe this was almost my second one? Probably. I, I almost did this exact one. <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't think it will. I think uh, it, it, they are going to struggle to score a little bit, but I think they have the blue line depth, and they have guys that just went through the war and, and know what it takes uh, I, I think it will. They'll struggle. I think they'll they'll be in tough, but I think they do enough to hold on to a seven or eight seed. I, the rest of their division, I don't like the Jets this year. I don't like the Stars and the Blackhawks and Wild are not good teams. So that's just the Avs and the Preds. The Preds as well, I'm not super high on. So it's not a tough division. They should have a lot of points uh, up for grabs there as well. They get to feast on the Kings, uh, and, and there's some other teams out west and I think even with uh, not having Tarasenko who is a huge piece I think they have enough skill and enough defense and goaltending and and have been through it sort of uh, obviously winning the cup last year they know what it takes I think they know how to do enough uh, to get themselves into the dance and, and as we learned last year all they need to do is get into the playoffs yes sir yes sir it's gonna be tough but I think I think you're right. They do have the depth to withstand an injury like this if they can just stay alive. They got to stay alive, and Jordan Bennington's going to have to be the same Jordan Bennington that he was last year the whole way. That's that's good. What's going to have to happen? Uh, mm-hmm. All right, that's that's it. Three no, you have us, right? three. You have one, you, yeah, that's that's three each. Yeah, yeah. All right, perfect. So there you go. There is cosign, no sign, NHL edition. That's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You'd subscribe to Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck and follow Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. All right, be sure to check back in here tomorrow. We'll be recapping tonight's game against the Washington Capitals. Enjoy the game, and until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.